This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Agency Partner Program at Wix. That's wix.com slash partners. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Zach Lesberg. He's the founder and CEO of The Show Producers, the Small Business Expo Series, EcomCon, Showbiz Expert Expo, and Small Business University. So a whole bunch of small business related shows. So Zach, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. I appreciate it. So the Small Business Expo, if people haven't heard about it, is something that you've done in local cities all over the world. But maybe I'd let you describe what a Small Business Expo looks like. And obviously, you've done a little shifting this last couple of years, last yeah. year, like a lot of people have. But uh, let's just start with what a traditional Small Business Expo looks like. Yeah, Small Business Expo is all about helping small businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups. It's a huge gathering. We get thousands of small business owners gathering in each city to network, build business relationships, find new vendors that can help their business grow, anything from like payroll services to legal help to accounting services or office space, social media help, SEO services, basically anything that a small business needs to operate day to day. They can go to workshops and seminars all about different ways to grow their business planning, tax planning, SEO help, how to get to the top of Google. And then we also have some really great opportunities like speed networking and ways to actually meet one-on-one -on -one with other businesses. We're in 45 cities across the country. We've been doing live shows, virtual shows. We do it all. So yeah, and like you said, we've had to pivot this past year pretty quickly over to the virtual realm, but we're very excited about our live shows coming back in August. Well, let me ask you what you, because I've had a lot of folks on that either speak at conferences or run conferences themselves. And at first it seemed like people tried to shift and go, okay, here's what we used to do live. Let's just make it on TV now. And that wasn't always the best experience for the attendee because their venue had changed so much. Would you say you learned some things in producing virtual shows because you had to go to them? Yeah. In fact, virtual shows have always been part of our blueprint for the company. We're a small business ourselves, so we're limited on resources and manpower. What the pandemic actually did for us is it forced us to actually add this element to our company quicker and move faster putting this together. And we certainly learned a lot just in general about our audience and what they want. And it actually, unlike a lot of companies where they scaled back during the pandemic, we use this as an opportunity to grow faster and expand to more cities. So we were only in about 20 pre-pandemic. Now we're in 45. A lot of companies scaled back and we added we use this as an opportunity to grow and find more more people out there that needed our resource, like our resources. Yeah. So, what's going to stick? Are there elements of what you did had to do virtually that you now think, hey, that's something that really worked. People like that. We're going to make that an element of even the in person. Yeah. One thing that we definitely did that we're going to actually keep going with is something called Small Business University, which is all of our workshops and seminars are recorded and now available 24-7 on demand. We actually, since we started, which again was back in February, March when the pandemic hit, of 2020, we now have over 700 different recordings of workshops and seminars, and we're just going to keep growing that and just become a content, basically a content powerhouse of all this content for small businesses to be able to go online. 
a lot of times people go to these workshops and they're like, oh, I missed all that information. I need to get it again. So we decided we're going to record all these and have these available to the public. So you're shifting back now to live. And is that to you, there's some things in the live in-person event that you feel like we're really lacking. There's just no way to replicate. It's the face-to-face -face element. People are just so hungry to get out there. I firmly believe that events, live events are going to skyrocket. We're already seeing that. A lot of the people that came to our shows before have been emailing us saying how excited they are about these shows coming back. They're gonna be first in line when they get to the show. I really believe it's gonna be bigger than it was pre-pandemic. I'm a part of a few different trade show producing organizations where we talk about this and we've kept up with each other over the pandemic. And there have been some show organizers that are reporting bigger attendance than they had pre-pandemic. And that's really exciting news. I really believe that's going to happen. Yeah, I went to a national park last week and there were definitely twice as many people there. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. A lot of things, like you said, people didn't do for a whole year. This double demand. A lot of times people think that you get some good speakers, you promote it, you have a nice venue, and that's how you do an event. We, Anybody who's done events knows they're really a lot of work. But what makes events, just what you alluded to, people writing to you and saying they're excited to come back, what makes events, I think, is that you build a community as well. And Absolutely. that's a part that I don't think enough people grasp. Obviously, successful people have grasped that. Successful events have grasped that. What would you give people? Frankly, this could just be in general. How do you build that strong kind of community that's like cheering for you to come back? Yeah. So it, it's really important that when you're building a community that it's not just a one-time event in, in during the year, but you're growing it all year round. You need to be in there basically staying in front of them all year round and not just that once a year. So for us, for example, we've chosen to actually launch something called Schmooze. Schmooze is a social network just for small business owners and small business professionals. So they're able to actually network with each other before, during, and even after the shows. And then on top of that, we're also doing uh, speed networking events that happen where it's happening all year round rather than just once in that city. Uh, so they have to wait a whole year. So they continually, and then obviously we have our, our email newsletters and all that keeps them going, but it's all about building community year, year round, not just once a year. Yeah. What's been your best way to, you already said, we're a small business, limited budget, limited resources. What's been your most effective way to fill these shows up? Without a doubt, it's been email marketing. Yeah. Uh, I, I am a huge su supporter of building and growing your email list as a small business. When a small bu business tells me that they don't have an email list, it's to me, it's a shock because every single day you are building new contacts and you're building people, you're building a database. You need to have a place to keep track of those, whether it's a CRM, like a, a simple CRM or an email marketing company, but building up that email database is critical. And, and that's how we've grown. We now have over 1.2 million subscribers on our email list. And that's because we've grown it since day one back in 2008. So I'm sure you get seasoned entrepreneurs that come to these looking for kind of the next new thing. But I, I'm guessing you probably get a lot of folks that are wanting to start a business. So what do you, what would your events offer to somebody that would because a lot of it's not, they don't know how. A lot of it's just they are afraid to take the leap. Uh, and, and what would you say that, that attending an event like this might help inspire that person 
to, to do what maybe they've been wanting to do. Well, John, that's exactly the purpose of our event. It's, it's exactly meant for the people. Obviously, it's for people that already own businesses and they figure out how to ways to grow it. But it's also for those people that are still in the beginning stages of coming up with their launching plan for their business. So what's great about our event is it, it, it's a big inspirational event for them to come up with new ideas and learn. And that's what our educational series is all about. We usually have 15 to 20 workshops going on throughout the day. Anything that will help them, whether it's planning their business and putting a business plan together or a marketing plan, or how do you get a website built or how do you get to the top of Google? But that's what that the event is all meant for. It's And then of course there's the exhibitors too that have all these great products and services. So really when they leave the event, they've got everything they need to launch. Yeah, I know that you, and again, I know it's been a few months now, but you, with that size of an email list, you're actually able to do some research on what small businesses want, what they're thinking, what is holding them back. And I know you did a recent state of small business report that you released, and we'll share the link to that in the show notes. But I suspect this year's survey was heavily colored by some of the thinking in, in COVID and the pandemic. You may, I read somewhere, and I think it was in your, actually your results as well, that a lot of people started businesses during the pandemic. A lot of people saw it as a, a time to change, to make a big change for themselves. What are you seeing as kind of some of the key things that maybe came out of last year's sort of crazy year? Yeah, we had a lot of, there's a lot of statistics in our report, so I definitely encourage your audience to read that. But there were some interesting facts that we did receive. As far as people starting a business, it looks like it was a little under 30% of our audience that we polled started a business during COVID, which actually to me is, a, there's a pretty good amount of people that did start a business during the pandemic, which is definitely interesting. I will say that one thing that another interesting fact was, we did ask some other questions that were not necessarily pandemic related, but just about like, think, do you think that there's too much or just enough government regulation of small business? And over 50% of our audience actually claimed that there's too much regulation of small business. So we thought that was pretty interesting. Another really cool fact that actually I'm, I'm really excited about was we asked what people's overall outlook of small business over the next 12 months is, if they're optimistic about the what's going to be happening in the next 12 months. And we found that I believe it was over 70% say that they agree that their outlook is positive and optimistic over the next 12 months. So that's a good sign. I'm, I'm actually very pleasantly happy, uh, surprised about that. Yeah, I'll shift to what maybe a sort of uh, complementary issue that's creating is I, I do think the economy is going to really recover and be on fire. And that's going to be in a lot of sectors and a lot of businesses, small businesses included. I tell you, the problem is now, and I'm seeing a lot of small businesses. I mentioned it was in a national park. I drove you know, across Idaho last, last week and I was seeing signs on restaurants. We're closing on Wednesday and Thursday this week because we can't get help. I and mean, I'm seeing that in remodeling businesses. And I think that it seems like there's a lot of people looking for work and there's a lot of <laughs> companies out there that can't find employees. I'm wondering if that is the impact of that going to be to drive wages up? Yeah, that's actually creating a problem. As you said, the, one of the biggest problems is a small business can't compete against the federal government. There's just no way for a small business to compete against the, if, if you're going to compete, the government's going to win. That's a no brainer. We've got to start. We need to encourage people to go back to work, not encourage them to stay home and collect a check from the government. So 
I, I absolutely think that one thing that drives me crazy that I hear a lot from people all over is saying, if you want to finally hire people, increase your wages. Yeah. And that's very easy to say to somebody like an Amazon or a Facebook that has the ability to do that. But anyone that says that doesn't realize what it's like to be a small business. And I'm sure much of your audience is small businesses right. and they very well. That's not necessarily possible. It's either that that could bankrupt the business. So there's a fine line between doing that. And I totally, I understand what it's like. We're hiring too. We're trying to find people as well. It's tough. It's a tough world out there right now. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. When your agency partners with Wix, you unlock an entire digital ecosystem for creating, managing, and growing your business online so you can run your agency the way you've always wanted to. Get the full coding and design freedom to create anything your clients need, along with the tools to manage and collaborate with your team seamlessly from anywhere. And when it comes to growing your business, you can get matched with new leads every day and earn revenue share for every website you create. They're all backed with Wix's industry-leading security and site performance. You'll also have dedicated account managers on standby 24-7 so you can reach your goals and start setting new ones. See for yourself. Head on over to Wix.com partners and reimagine what your agency can accomplish. So let's talk about some marketing feedback from some of your um, folks on your list. What One of the statistics that you mentioned or in the... Uh, overview key findings was that Facebook was the number one advertising medium for small businesses. Ironically, just below that was, I don't advertise at all. That's choice number two. And that's, that seems to be the state of where we are with small business is that there's a percentage that advertise in some cases, because it's a smart thing in some cases, because it's seems to be the only way that they can get business uh, because they haven't built an online presence that yep. maybe attracts. But then you have a whole lot of small business owners that have never been able to make advertising pay in any way, shape or form and rely almost exclusively on, on word of mouth. Where's the happy medium? Yeah, it's tough. There's a good expression that they say without advertising, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. and it's tough because that's one of the first places that small businesses cut from if they don't have the budget is where could I cut the easiest place is marketing. But the problem is without marketing, you're, you're just nothing's going to happen. You're not going to grow. I always think that you need to try and overcome that fear of spending money, especially when not a lot of people are advertising. So there's not a lot of white noise right now. There's not a lot of noise out there. So if you actually can spend the money right now and you can figure out a way to do it, even if it's just a little bit, you'll stand out from your competition. Yeah. The first finding that you list in there is re related to employee diversity. And your finding was eight in 10 respondents say employee diversity is important to them in their business. I would love to uh, be able to ask those eight out of 10 about four more follow-up questions because that just hasn't been my experience. And so I'm curious if they're saying it's important to them, but then they're not acting on it, where the disconnect is with that one. Yeah, I was just as surprised about this myself because I, I'm in the same position as what you just said. I haven't found that to be the case either. So it was actually, it was pretty interesting when we got that statistic back, but that's just what our audience said. So I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, I'd love to do the follow-up two and three questions. So what does diversity actually mean to you? <laughs> no, that's a good idea. It's a very good idea. I'll pass it along to my team for sure. Yeah. So give us a little rundown, Zach, on we're recording this for listeners in the middle of June, but you've got shows all the way out the end of the year. So maybe give some high spots on what, what your Expo uh, series looks like the rest of 2021. 
Yeah, we're super excited about our live shows coming back. We basically start in Chicago, August 25th, and then we work our way around the country. We do uh, Chicago, San Diego, San Francisco, LA, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, New York, Boston, Dallas, Austin, Houston, Atlanta, Orlando, and we finish up in Miami. Yeah, and tell people where they can find that schedule because I'm sure that if you're driving in your car, you, you, you're <laughs> grabbing exactly when they were going to be in Philly. Tell people where they can find out uh, yeah. scheduling and speakers and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So our shows are completely free to attend for small businesses. You can register and find our agendas and information at thesmallbusinessexpo.com. Awesome. Zach, thanks so much for uh, stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And you know, who knows, maybe uh, when uh, we, now that we're all getting out there on the road again, we'll, we'll meet at one of your shows. I would love to. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training? marketing training for your team. If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.